if I told you loving yourself could change your life? It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lo, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. Well, hello. So I've got a topic to talk about this week, and it's one that is near and dear to me in some ways because I have done this so many times in my life, and it's called hiding in plain sight. So I'm just going to get into it because I feel like it's a really important topic, especially with, you know, watching shows like um, Love is Blind and stuff and the whole situation with one of the couples where there was this perceived eating thing and where somebody felt really bad about you know their weight in one way or how they should be eating and because of comments from somebody else and then another topic kind of like where one person who was curvier on the show actually said you know I could probably stand to lose a few pounds as part of her opening and she's really a strong person and um, somebody who you like follow her on Instagram or you see what she says or even how she was the rest of the season. Like she loved the way she is. She's actually one of the most secure people that I've seen um, out there where she's like, this is who I am and, you know, love me for me. But she even said that comment where it's like, you know, I could probably stand to do this. And I know I've said that comment a million times. You know, I've even said it on this podcast. Um, And seeing her say it, like, made me realize that I shouldn't have ever said it because I'm showing up as who I am and you can either take it or leave it. Like, it's my life to live and, you know, I can only be the person I am today and I'm proud of the person I am today and weight or how I look doesn't dictate who I am as a person. Like, it's not, you know, what determines if I'm good or bad or if... I'm valid or I'm not valid or if I'm strong or not like that shouldn't be the deciding factor. And so it kind of watching love is blind. It like really bugged me seeing these couple situations play out where there was this whole thing about digging at what somebody's eating and like, you know, to a point where they changed their eating habits um, because they got really insecure about it. And then also, you know, just saying like, well, I could stand to lose wait, who, who determines that for you? Why, you know, do you feel like you need to say that and justify who you are in that way? Um, so it, this whole episode is kind of about, you know, hiding in plain sight because when people feel certain things like that, which I have been on the end of both of their situations, which is probably why they ring really true to me and why they stand out in my mind, you know, after watching these shows and why they kind of still bug me to this day is because I was in a relationship at one point where it was like all these little comments that maybe seem harmless in the instance or in front of somebody or at that one time. But when you're the person on the receiving end of all these little comments, it really does damage and impact to you. It really makes you insecure over time. Um, 
because you're seeing the full picture of what's happening and not just like an isolated incident. And, you know, at the time I did, I led to eating way less than I should have. I mean, a lot, a lot less than I should have. Um, and I did that once in high school and I also did it in college again. And in college, I even went as far as taking like all these vitamin-esque type diet pills or like something like it was too much. It was just so much that it was like I was super insecure about who I was and I was doing all these things. And then I had somebody that was feeding me little just like little tiny comments about a certain like, oh, you're eating that or are you sure you should have, you know, like that right now? We'll go out and do this later or why would you order that thing? There was this on the menu. Don't you think you should run? You know, like maybe we should work out today. You know, it was like, you know, that girl looks prettier than you. There were all these little things that kept getting said, you know, day after day that really painted this picture in my mind that I'm just not good enough as I am. And I think even though like I've moved past that and I'm in a much different space now, I think some of that still, you know, resides in my mind, obviously, like I, I never fully solved all of it. You know, I work on it all the time, but I think that's what leads to me saying a comment like, oh, maybe, you know, I want to lose some weight. I want to get healthier. Well, so far, you know, all my blood work, all my reports of the doctor have shown I'm healthy in this state, right? Like, I don't have a reason to say I want to get healthier. There's not something medically that needs to change right now, um, which I'm very lucky and thankful for. But it's like you you define yourself by this weight because society tells you healthy people are thinner, they're fitter, they're, you know, one way. They're not the way you are. And, you know, I've been to doctors in the past where actually I reported one because they actually made me feel so uncomfortable. They told me that, you know, I shouldn't drink at all. And this was in my early 20s. And it's not like I was ever have drank too much or like had a problem with alcohol. But I remember distinctly them saying, because, you know, they always ask, like, do you drink? That's one of the questions or how often do you drink? And I think I said something like, oh, well, I go out on the weekends, which in your early 20s, that is a typical thing. It's nothing like, you know, out of the norm or totally, you know, weird. And it wasn't like I was drinking every night, but I was like, oh, probably every weekend, you know, I go out most weekends. And I remember her saying something to me along the lines of like, well, you need to stop doing that. That's not healthy. Like you shouldn't do that because you have extra weight. You have this. And she really like called out every insecurity I've ever had. And she didn't even know it was my first time ever going to this place. And I just remember saying to her, like, Luckily, I, I had the mind and, you know, I was able to pull myself out of feeling just totally obliterated in that moment. And I was able to say, you know, this is inappropriate. I cannot continue this appointment with you. And I actually got up and left, which usually in a situation like that where you're at a doctor's office or you feel like somebody's of authority you're with, you might like not stand up for yourself and you might just take it and all that. But I got up that day and I'm so glad I did. And I actually, you know, shared that conversation with somebody and I have no idea whatever happened to this person at all. 
Um, but I let it be known, like lines in my mind were definitely crossed. I did, was at a doctor for just your regular checkup. Like I did not need a lecture on all these things. I didn't think I was exhibiting any signs of, you know, out of controlness or anything where there was like some serious question of something going on. Um, and I just felt like she used her power to try to put her mindset of what I needed to conform to there. And it just, I don't know, it stuck with me obviously a long time because I just felt like, wow, you know, people of authority or power aren't always safe um, in that way. And her judgment, you know, it definitely sat with me. I was fried about it, but it obviously still impacted me and like other people's judgment. And so I think watching Love is Blind really like ripped a bandaid off for me in some ways because I saw other people in similar situations to what, at least how I interpreted their situations, you know, similar to how I had had to navigate in the past. And I just saw like this, you know, I just saw, I saw how I had felt in them when I was watching it. And it just made me think like we hide in plain sight sometimes. Like there were years where I didn't want to take pictures. I didn't want anyone to see me. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want people to know this is what I look like now, which to me is heartbreaking. It's it's like one of the worst feelings in the world when you don't feel you're good enough to be seen by others. You feel like you just want to, I don't know, I bought a lot of oversized clothes at the time. So I would literally just swim in these clothes, which if anybody knows and fashion experts share like if you wear oversized clothes, you're actually going to look larger than what like you actually are. Um, but it's like I was in such a space that I was like, please just let me disappear into this, you know, oversized sweater or sweatshirt. Please let me fade into the background in this. And even the choices of clothing I picked during this whole time where I was trying to like hide in plain sight, it's like I had such a stylized wardrobe, I would say, in high school and stuff. And even in college, I would pick like orange pants, a hot pink and black top, a little tiny mini skirt that was flashy, you know, big things that really drew attention. I even had a pair of jeans. Well, they weren't exactly jeans. It was like really dark material, jean style, but they had like blue, um, gosh, like tinsel almost. It, and it wasn't tinsel in the jeans, obviously. But if you're imagining that shine that comes off tinsel, like woven through the entire jeans. So if the light hit my pants in the right way, they were like neon blue, right? Because it was like all this reflective blue coming through. And they would like glow um, in some ways when the light was hitting them, especially sunlight. And I love those things. And they all were clothes that like drew attention and showed my style and like, you know, showed my personality. I had, you know, or I had, I still am. I have the same personality I did back then. And like, I love having this unique style of things that maybe others wouldn't wear. Um, but some of those things were like my favorite pieces because it showed just how different or unique I was. And it's like during this period where I was hiding in plain sight, my wardrobe went really drab. Like I still kind of suffer from that in some ways because I bought these pieces 
you know, that I am just wearing. And when I find like that exciting piece again, sure, I'll get it. But like, I have this staple of stuff right now where it's like, there's nothing that's just so cool anymore. Like it, everything's, you know, a cream or a gray or a black. And I kind of just fade sometimes, I think, into, you know, this hiding in plain sight thing where everything I was doing was trying to detract attention or just let me slip into the background. But I do remember times of specifically like not letting people take pictures of me or I would automatically offer to be the one to take the picture of the group so I didn't have to be in it. Um, And it's kind of sad because I omitted myself from these experiences because I had in my mind that I needed to match some societal norm that I never would fit. And just so you know, even when I'm at my skinniest, I am never a size zero, ever. Not even close. Like, I think the smallest size I've ever fit into is an eight, which in some people's world, that's, you know, wow. Like, how could you be an eight? Well, I don't know. I was super thin. I was below the normal weight standard, you know, chart that they have at the doctor's office. I was under that or on the very low end of what is ideal for my height. So I don't know. You tell me. I I am a, you know, I was a size eight and it's like, that's the smallest I probably could ever get to. And I used to, I, oh gosh, that just triggered something else in me or reminded me of something. I used to also justify that I couldn't be smaller than that by saying I was big boned. You know, I have big bones. Like that to me, again, a horrible, horrible statement that I was justifying that I wouldn't be a size zero because I had a larger bone structure or wider bone structure than some. The fact that I had to like, even though I was technically in the very healthy weight range or almost on the dangerous end of not being in the healthy weight range because I was underweight, I actually had to justify that still that I wasn't a size zero or couldn't get into those smaller size clothes because my bone structure wouldn't allow me to. And I almost used to say it as like a badge of honor. I mean, I remember being like, oh yeah, well I have, you know, thick bones. So I just, I'm not going to fit into that ever. Like that's horrible that I even felt that I needed to say it. And it's even worse that I allowed myself to say it in a way like it was a great thing. Um, you know, we're all made up completely differently. We all have different bone structures. We were different heights, we're different sizes, we're different shapes, whatever, you know, different hair color, eye color. But that should not define like your worth or you shouldn't ever have to justify you know, how you're made up. Like we all have different things going on. And so it just, it's so sad to me that that was something I felt like I needed to do, even when I was at, you know, a skinniest. And it also goes to show that just because you do lose weight or you're at a different weight or a smaller weight, that you're going to feel better about yourself. Because clearly I didn't. If I felt like I had to justify why I wasn't even different or in my mind probably at that time better than I was you know like I clearly didn't have the self-confidence at that point when I was justifying myself that way whereas today I'm way more self-confident than I ever was and I'm not a size eight today so 
that should I'm, I'm it goes to prove something like your weight should not define your self-confidence should not be a factor you shouldn't ever feel like regardless of where you are how you look how you feel, you shouldn't have to hide yourself from others because you know it's things you won't do and um after graduation from grad school a few years back my mom and I went to Hawaii together um you know to celebrate graduation it was just really fun it was fitting to take her on this trip that I was doing to kind of celebrate this huge accomplishment because I went back to grad school you know years later I'm going to say exactly how many years but it was long enough to where None of my undergrad qualified for any of the requirements of grad school. So I had to retake like all these pre-rec courses before I could even start the official grad school courses because like it like the window, I exceeded the window of time between undergrad and grad school um, to take the GMAT. I had to do the full prep course because there were things like geometry on there and like pre-cal and yeah, I it was like, wow, I haven't used those math skills in a long time, probably since I sat in some of those classes in high school. Um, so I definitely, you know, had to re-educate myself. So it was a pretty big undertaking and it was years and dedication of time. So after, you know, I was like, let's do a mother-daughter trip because my mom and I also went on a mother-daughter trip after I graduated undergrad. We went to San Francisco um, and it was just a really fun no kind of like celebration of that time so I thought let's replicate that and go on this trip to Hawaii the trip was a blast but there was this one thing where my mom wanted to go on this helicopter ride um where we'd go see you know the waterfalls and the big island because that's the island we were on and she was like you know I'll pay for it like do this with me and one of the requirements of this adventure experience was um they needed to know your weight, right? So they could like balance the flight. Like it's for a safety reason. It's not because they just want to know how much you weigh. But because of that requirement and the mindset I was in at the time, I refused to go. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I didn't want to step on the scale. I didn't want the people, the strangers who were like doing this for safety and they see everyone's weight who goes on this thing. I didn't want them looking at it. I would just have this fear that they were going to say, oh, my gosh, your weight is going to, you know, set this helicopter over the weight limit. So, like, we need to put you on a different one or something like that. That was my fear. I was just afraid of being judged or even if they weren't judging me, like it coming across as a judgment because I would have changed something. And I totally let that dictate that whole thing. She went on the helicopter ride and had an amazing time and I you know let an experience pass me by because I couldn't bring myself to stand on that scale even though I never would have seen what it said I couldn't I couldn't do it like I, I couldn't do it at all and it was just another experience where I was like later was like okay well that was really sad that I felt so ashamed or embarrassed or like judgment was coming and I was judging myself obviously that I let that be what didn't let me go on the helicopter ride and granted I'm totally fine that I didn't go on it because it's not something I probably would have picked to do on my own anyway um so it's not like you know 
I'm still mad at myself for not going, but it's, I was mad at the reason that I chose not to go. And it wasn't because, you know, that's not really my thing. You go enjoy. It wasn't one of those conversations. Like there was a battle definitely going on in my head about it. But again, that's hiding in plain sight. Like I wouldn't go on an experience because I didn't want to be seen in a certain way. Um, you know, or it's not showing up at a high school reunion or, you know, a get together with friends. It's doing these things where you're purposely withholding yourself from doing something that maybe you would want to do or, you know, because you feel like you're just not going to match up. And I feel like we have these opinions in our mind or we might have these hesitations of participating because, you know, people will say after they see somebody after seeing them for a while, weight usually comes up as one of the first things like, yeah, they gained weight, you know, in the last 20 years. It's like, well, yeah, life changes. They probably lost weight too at some point. They probably, you know, who knows? But it's like, that's one of the first things. If somebody doesn't look exactly how we remember them, it's like a common thing will be like, well, their weight changed. And it's, why? Why is that the thing that makes them different in the time span that we didn't see them? Could it be that maybe they've accomplished all, a lot more or they have a family now or, you know, they moved to a different state or they, you know, have this really cool career or they love being at home with their family and taking care of their kids. Like there's all these other things that make up this person. And yet the first comment is usually this judgment that comes out like, well, they don't look the exact same, you know, and it usually is tied to weight. I mean, we've all heard it. And if you don't think you've ever heard it, then you're not listening carefully, but it is a very common topic where people will judge somebody they haven't seen for a while with how they look. And it just really gets me that that is our deciding factor of like the summation of this person's life. We're like, oh, they gain weight. Boy, they let themselves go. That's another thing. That saying they let themselves go. That is something that I hate hearing because weight gain does not mean you let yourself go at all. That is not what that is. They are not tied together. And who defines who let who go? Like, how are you the judge of somebody else? So there's, as you can tell, this is like a hot topic for me. And it's because I hear it a lot. It's just, I don't know, it's almost like common topics. You hear it in conversation, you know, and it's just not fun because people who, you know, are, are experiencing maybe you know, self-doubt in some ways, or they're judging themselves, like, that's what causes people to hide in this plain sight where they don't want to be seen for where they're at because they feel that judgment's coming. They're judging themselves. They're not meeting what society says they should be. And it's like, just let people live. Let them enjoy their life. Encourage them to come out and hang out in these situations or just to show up and reserve your judgment. Like, don't say it. If you have it, hold it. Don't say it. It's not going to help them. It's not going to make you feel better. I mean, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. So let people be who they're going to be. And truly, 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 just try to encourage people. If you're noticing that they're 
you know, hesitant to go or something, just be like, you know, the conversation is not going to be the same if you're not there or that energy we usually have won't be the same if you're not there. Like focus on something, an attribute of them that, you know, they really contribute that will be missed if they're not there and try to coax them out if you see this is happening. Because I'm sure it's kind of obvious when somebody continuously is like not coming to something or they're coming up with excuses that, you know, just aren't real. Um, you know, like that, the joke one that's out there, like, oh, I have to wash my hair. That, you know, you know when somebody's not genuinely telling you the right reason that they're really not coming. So just be like, you know, hey, we'll miss this and see if it changes their mind. And if it doesn't, let them be in the place where they are and, you know, come through that. And over time, just keep keep trying to connect with them. But don't judge on physical stuff. Don't don't do it. It's not nice. We've all got this one life to live and. It should be full of fun experiences and full of new things and growing and connecting with others. So don't rain on parades, you know, encourage each other to be just the best that you are. And especially, you know, coming into this holiday season, the new year, like really think about that and how you can help somebody, you know, not hide in their life or hide from the camera, the mirror, whatever it is, just encourage and let them know you see them for who they are and that they're amazing just as they are today. So that's another episode with me. We're getting closer to the end of the year. So tune in next week. We're more great topics ahead. Thank you so much for listening. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me, Lo. Want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.